G'day, everybody, and welcome to The Crossover. I am Maddie G, and this is Matrix, an all-star edition. How are you, all-star? Oh, just in my element. I had to work today during the all-star game. That was a bit disappointing. Believe it or not, you can't take Super Bowl off and all-star day. So, I, um, I've got to say, the picture that you sent me when you were watching it in the background, I was just... I was I was enthralled by how good your day was getting to watch a bit of more All Star action than I did. I had to check I had to check out at a point because it was the All Star game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to win your week seventeen because let's be honest, we've all been on tender hooks now for about a week. Wait to see what happens with the break. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Mate, all-star game for you, talking about it, is is it a bit of a wash? Or do you think, is it a bit ridiculous now? I hate it. Um, I actually yeah. hate the actual game. I like that there's a week through the middle of the year where like some of those niggling injuries can get taken care of because everybody gets a rest. Um, yep. I think that the guys deserve a rest in an 82 game season. Um, I'm, I actually quite enjoy like, you know, the skills challenge and the, and the dunk challenge and the three point contest. And I like some of the ideas that they had this year, but the actual all-star games, when you get stars this big, it's just not up there apart from the fact that it might be in their salaries that they get an extra five mil or something like that if they become an all-star. I mean, the jerseys are nice. I like the jersey. Apart from the pinstripes on those all-star jerseys, if you take out the pinstripe, I was like, I really I really mess with this year's jersey. Bit of an interesting stat for you about this one because, like, obviously the score was ridiculous. Uh, the East won it. Uh, the underdogs, by the way, East, 211. <laughs> Saying that out loud. Just saying that one team scored 211 points in a basketball game just seems dumb to the West scoring 100. Is it the Atlanta Hawks played in this game and gave up the most points? <laughs> Mate, I honestly just put it down to the East were a little bit younger, so they maybe cared about winning a bit more. And the West, when you get guys like Durant, like Braun, um, Jokic, um, even like your Curries and your Davis yeah. and like book has been around a long time. And you've of course got Paul George and Kawhi. Those guys probably just don't care that much. And we'll talk about this. It was a little bit of a Dame Lillard retribution tour this all-star weekend in Indy, just taking it over a little bit. An interesting fact today, because they broke the record for three pointers. Dan Titus from Yahoo Sports had a count at halftime about the count. And then it was blown out of the water. He was like, oh, yeah, we're at halfway. They've already scored 22 or whatever it was. By the end of it, I'm pretty sure that the East hit. I'm going to double check. I think it was 40. What was it? 40? But yeah, 42 of 97. They were 43% from downtown. And this is the most, this is the wackiest stat I've ever heard. Did you know in the 1953 All-Star game, there was 154 combined points? So between the East and the West, that was the points between both teams. In two hundred in 2024, the All-Star game had 168 combined three-point attempts. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, in 1954, there was no three-point line, so it was harder to score. There'd be the amount of shot attempts, 168. It's like you'd pull up and just, just take a shot. 
I mean, they should make these shots when they're open and they are open. And you know what? You can't get injured shooting a three. So, you know what? Today was good for fantasy. Today was good for fantasy. And look, my highlight of All-Star Weekend, this was probably – I shared this one with you earlier. I, I just tweeted out I was watching it with my wife and my son because I thought the highlight of the whole weekend was Steph and Sabrina's shoot-off. I did. I thought that was amazing. And seeing Sabrina, like, absolutely nail the exact same score that Damian Lillard just hit the win on in the three-point challenge – I thought it was amazing. Steph just shot like lights out, but that was probably my highlight of the whole weekend. Like you said, the more fun is over the course of the weekend with the dunk contest than it is in the game game these days. And I enjoy watching like all the guys get around each other and watching the dunk contest and watching the skills contest and, you know, watching the, um, I suppose all the celebrities roll out and like the awe that is all-star weekend. I just yeah. find it hard to care when they don't on the actual all-star Sunday. <laughs> There's no care, but you know what we do care about? We care about week 17, part two, Follet et Deuce. This is the weekly preview. Let's get down to it. He's up. And our weekly preview is brought to you by our good friend, Ryan at Astute Finance. Now, if you are looking for a home loan, if your home loan is above that 6% marker and you just think if there's a better deal out there in the world for you, you know what? There probably is. If your repayments are too high, if you're getting stressed out about your financial management and your mortgage, well, give Ryan a call or drop him an email. It's Ryan H at Astute. And you said all his details are down below. Give him a call and his phone number and say that Astute sent you, especially here if you live in Australia. For all your home finance needs, there is no one we trust more than Ryan to deal with your matters. And Maddie. There's no one more than we trust to take us through the games of the week because we've still got some days off where people can make some moves, mate. Yeah, Saturday's an interesting one. There's only the three, um, but with four games, with only four days left in this week, um, probably, yeah, you can target some of those guys that have three games and stay away from Memphis and Miami with the one game. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of teams with three games. You've got Charlotte, Cleveland, Denver, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Clips, the Lakers, the Pels, the uh, Thunder, the Magic, the 76ers, the Suns, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Washington Wizards. Of all of the teams, I guess, to pick, though, as you said, Maddie, it's like we do the colors up because the red, mm. you, it's, it's just you can't, you can't do shit and you, you can't bring in a wave of wire on those days, really, can you? No. No, exactly. Like, there's no point picking up those guys with Thursday, Fridays, back-to-back. Because, honestly, you're not going to be playing someone if they're sitting on the waivers anyway. Um, you're going to yep. want to target uh, the Wolves and the Magic who have the Friday, Saturday, back-to-back and the Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back. Yeah, they're absolutely the best shouts indeed. Because you want to bring a guy in for two. Uh, that automatically leans guys like, for me, look, and this is – I put this up here, and I actually thought I'd have a look at it because I mentioned it in our notes for the day. Mike Conley, who I just know that you love Mike Conley. He is a Memphis Grizzlies, like he's one of your favorite players of all time, one would say. In the rafters, I hope. Um, yeah, actually, rafters. I've signed Mike. Actually, Mike Conley signed Ball right up there. I've got a, a fake baby riding horse um, over here that I caught. Yeah, it's right there. And I call that Mick Dell. So you <laughs> might have a Mike Conley, but I've got a Mick Dell in my house. There's the uh, the big horse for you. Um, he's actually rostered in... I've got to say that, and I've got to do that one. Uh, he's gone up 3% in the last day in Yahoo Leagues, but this is probably where he is on that 76% cusp. 
if you're in a 10-teamer and if you're a guy like Matty Malley, who the Pickup Podcast be with tomorrow night, I don't know how he does it. We're in a competitive 10-man league 12, but he streams. The man's basically a creek. The man is basically the yep. living embodiment of a body of water. He is just writing his complete maximum ads every single week. So this is where guys like Mike Connolly can be on the waiver wire in some situations. So check for him first, obviously. And then guys like Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. Mike Conley's the 69th ranked player. And, um, yeah. you know, he's only 76% rostered. That means if one in four team, one in four competitions, he's available. For me, he's somebody that I'm okay being my second or my worst player in my team and yeah. basically nearly set and forget for me. Yeah, 100%. And with the opportunity for him there, if you're in a 10-man league and you're looking for a stream, and especially if you're you're in a tight one this week, you're going to want to maximize that. And with a three-game Saturday, like you've got to, you, you ch- your chances are bloody limited. Otherwise, you're looking yeah. at the magic for the Saturday-Sunday. But again, your Sunday's cooked as well because, as you can see, your Sunday, I mean, that's 11 games. You, we come back hard with 12 games. Then the Friday's the 10. Saturday's a bit of a respite. But back into 11, like – you. you You've just pretty much got to go where you need. So you can go for a one-for-one. So maybe like a Conley, Jada McDaniels. Look, I've been a big fan of Kyle Anderson in the interim, picking up some minutes there as well. Um, Yeah, I think those guys are the ones for me to give the best. Who would you be looking at if you are looking for a magic stream, though, for the Saturday? Oh, Maybe you can make a punt on a Fultz or somebody like that, just having an extra you know, a bit of time to come back. Maybe he could work his way back a little bit more into the rotation, but they do yeah. seem pretty set, the Magic, at the moment. They do. I mean, look, if you're looking for big man stats, we know that there's the Wendell Carter Jr. and the Mo Wagner and, mm. you know, like probably the two guys there with the bigs. Jonathan Isaac as well, a bit of a streaky bit of a streaky stream option lately, getting some yeah, defensive get some stats steals. to help you out. Yeah. yeah, get some steals or some blocks. He's not going to, you know, go for a 40-point game and set you set your world on fire. He's not going to yeah. do that for you anytime soon, but that's probably the mug. This is a, this is being a two week week that it's either you've set yourself up well, or you're chasing a really bloody hard fight to the end, Maddie. Yeah. I'm sort of sitting in the middle in a lot of my legs, but look, some of them that I'm kind of looking at a little bit is maybe, and I know I've mentioned Dennis Schroeder about 8,000 times, but uh, maybe, who you, wait, I haven't heard the name before in this yeah. podcast ever before. Who was who that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, just remember, like, the Timberwolves, the Nets, the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Pistons are playing that Saturday. I'm not even that worried about back to backs on the Friday, Saturday, and the Saturday, Sunday, because maybe Kyle Anderson wouldn't get a run on Sunday regardless. So, yeah, like if there's somebody to stream on the Celtics or somebody to stream on the Knicks or, you know, whether it be, uh, I don't know, like I said, a a Schroeder or one of the Cams or maybe even you could have a punt on a Lonnie Walker or somebody like that if that tickles your fancy. There is a little bit there in some of these other teams just playing on the Saturday. And I think the win, you, you did touch on the Nets, and I think that's a really interesting one as well because someone who's just come on to that 70% who's gone down 2% in the last day, is Ben Simmons. So mm-hmm. let's see how the schedule breaks for him this week and his injury management, whether he plays or not on the Saturday. But we know if he's going to play, he's going to play about 25 minutes. He's going to get you a bucket of rebounds, a bucket of assists. He, look, he turns the ball over occasionally, 
he's not going to set your world on fire with points, but he's going to buoy your field goal percentage if that's something that you're really into. And if you're punting free throw percentage, he might go to the line three times and miss all of them. Or he might hit one. Or he might, or it might be the day that he just hits three and everyone starts asking the question, can Ben Simmons hit free throws now? <laughs> were the workout videos really work? Like, were they, were they showing yeah. you something the whole time? But he's pretty much a walking double-double threat any day of the week, own 25 minutes a game. I don't really get him getting dropped in teams when you get a week off. That could only be a good thing for me. hundred percent. He's been rested. This is a rested Ben Simmons. So to be go down 2% to that threshold there makes him a really interesting watch. And just to be fine, he's also Cam Johnson's been out. So the Nets are working their way back in. So let's, let's hope to we hear more from these guys, especially after the All-Star break, because I guess the big thing we want to get down to is our injuries and guys, because again, whoever's been injured is going to impact our streams at the end of the day. So let's give a bit of an injury update. My God, I love that. Every time I fucking play that song, I just want to keep on singing the rest of it. So, so hard. I just want to get in and this is what... It's a great song. This is brought to you by our mates over at Bonus Bank. Look, I was a big winner over the weekend. I know that I picked out a few of the all-star wins, but I was putting all-star bonus bank money in my pocket because I was looking at all-star multis over the weekend. So if my any of my lost, I got a refund on some. I need to do that because I checked out bonus bank and how to use that to my advantage. So I put in five. I can get match betting for five okay to put it on a low return, see what happens, make some cash, and then roll that over. Well, I know that because I watch the tutorials on Bonus Bank, and you can do it too. And if you use promo code INSIGHT, you get 25% off your first month. People are making thousands of bucks. Maddie, you love a punt. It's Australia's best side hustle. People should get on it and get into it. It's not really a punt when you use Bonus Bank. I'm just going to leave that there. Really. Oh, that's nice. I agree with that, mate. Take me on a tour of the NBA while I sip on this rosé. And make runs Mate, all day. Um, I want to say that um, Clint Capella is coming back. I've been rolling with Onyeka Okongwu in some of my leagues. Um, Clint's been out for six games. Now Onyeka Okongwu has hurt his toe and to be reevaluated in seven to ten. Do you think Onyeka is a hold through this period or do, do you think we cut our losses now that, now that Clint's back? I always thought Atlanta would lean towards Onyeka, but no. they don't seem to when Clint's around. I love the omelette. I love the omelet. He's he's like one of my favorite up and coming players for a while. I just like his game. I like his motor. I just think he plays really well. I was I'm really happy that he gets power forward minutes now beside Clint Capella. It's almost like they've just said to themselves, like, fuck, we just can't let a and not play. You know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, he's not getting the start there. I'm really more intrigued by what they do in the offseason, especially with the whole like rumors of the uh Trey Young maybe getting shipped off, but he's gone down. He's dropped ownership. I like him. I think he is a hold for now. If you're in a good position, if you've locked it up, let's see where it goes. We we know that he was amazing with Clint, but without Clint there, he, he takes a hit when he comes back, Matty. That's, that's all it is. So, so the last six games with Clint out, he's played 36, 34, 36, 34, 32, 33 minutes. Obviously, he's hurt himself now, and he was probably more playing that 20 to 27 minutes with Capella in the squad. Yeah. Is that enough? Like, I've got a bit of, 
Yeah, though, look, I've, I did a deep dive on this about his minutes as a starter compared to his minutes as a reserved. So he's probably out for this week. So if, you're, if, you, if you really want to hold him, you're going to have to make sure that you're in a good position in your week 17. If you're in a win league, like it counts the one for the win, it's probably harder. If you're in a like five to four league or a nine to zero league, whatever, it's probably an easier cop if you're in a good position to make your playoffs. Um, as a starter, he's averaged 16 points, eight and a half rebounds, uh, and assist 1.6 blocks a game on 600 shooting. So 660 shooting. As a reserve, mm. in 24 minutes, he averages basically 10 points, seven rebounds. He averages more assists, funnily enough, one block. But this was the thing that I found the funniest. His field goal percentage was lower. It's actually 595, which I thought was the most weird thing. Like I just, I was very intrigued by that with him i thought more opportunity more chances to see but that's what i love about Anyeka. he was in the last two weeks he was a top 25 oh he was top 25 top 30 player without clint capella there he's not getting back to that on the season he's a hundred best player so look yep. probably worth a hold but depending on your league mate boston um mate your your mate xavier tillman he could get a run yeah. for the celtics soon Look, I think that I'll be keeping a little bit of an eye on him from a streaming standpoint, considering, like, Al Horford's a top 100 player at the moment, like, sliding in there in the 90s. Um, When he gets rested, I think X is going to be a really good stream. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on on him and having a look to see when I can, when I can run X out because he's good in, in good minutes. I don't think Memphis system was the best for him, but, Boston are a lot better this year than Memphis were this year. He won't be relied on upon a lot. He'll just be able to be that energy guy, get rebounds, get steals, get blocks, and just, yeah. Can I say that Xavier Tillman, I think X becomes an absolute must roster when KP goes down with an injury or is rested, and it's the night of a back-to-back set for the Celtics because we know that they don't play Horford in back-to-backs if KP goes down. X almost becomes a must-add for big man minutes in that situation with the Celtics because they always use their big man well to whether to stretch the floor, board down. And Jaden Spring is also making his appearance, hopefully, when they come back after the break. We mentioned Ben Simmons. He's off the injury report. He'll get a run with the uh, with the Nets this week. And in Charlotte, mate, let's, straight up question, does LaMelo Ball play again this season? I wonder whether they will just shut him down. And that's where I've been with LaMelo for a little bit. I've traded him in a few leagues and been pretty happy not owning him. I don't know if I'll keep getting sucked into drafting him every year like I have been. But, yeah, yeah, look, realistically, I am not sure he comes back in the position that Charlotte are in. Yeah, Yeah, look, Trey Mann's obviously getting a bunch of minutes there. Michich is going to get – yeah, Michich is going to get some minutes out the back burner of that one as a backup point guard. So let's just look and see what happens there. I do think they'll roll him out for some slip service, but Mark Williams isn't coming back for another three weeks as well. So basically after being a top 50 bloke, Mark Williams has become fantasy irrelevant this Mm -hmm. season after being a big win early on. Chicago, Paddy Williams is coming back soon. Uh, He is going to start resuming after the All-Star break, so let's get some – updates from him, Maddie, but not yep. not yet for Patty. Yeah, I'm not really touching anyone from Chicago, really. I know that there's these teams that sometimes you can have a good run, but can I tell you, Chicago kind of have established scrubs, really, and I don't like it. <laughs> Look, loved loved picking up Kobe White late in drafts this year. He's obviously been a big, uh, a big boon yeah, bus player. Yeah, but he uh, anymore. 
yeah, he's not on waivers anymore. There's look, nothing you can do there. Ayo Desumu in and out of waivers. Keep your eye on him. He's been picked up and dropped around depending on your needs. Speaking I guess that was scrubs. like that play. There we go. He's, but he's a scrub who can get you some extra steals and blocks. Yeah. Obviously had a career high just before the All-Star break, Matthew. Let's not be disparaging of one Ayo Desumu. Desumu? Exactly yeah, right. No, um, it's a no for me. It's a no from you. It's a no from the big dog. Uh, in Dallas, Dante Exum, Australian wonder kid, wonder kid, Dante Exum, has uh, bursitis in his knee. So he's out for the Mavs right now. No expected type of him. Like, Derek Lively was getting all the hype like from NBA.com, all the highlights. Check out Derek Lively, living his best all-star life. He's obviously looked good during all-star weekend. He's, he's coming back from his injury. Can we just see where his minutes go with Daniel Gafford, you think? Would you like to hear something ridiculous? Him I looking would. good during All-Star Weekend, because I had a look, and obviously there's no NBA uh, really yeah. getting played at the moment, but I still opened up, out of habit, the most added players, and it's yeah. Derek Lively because he was seen on TV and people were like, oh, yeah, Derek Lively. Oh, yeah. He's available in my league. Mate, Derek Lively has gone up and down waivers all year long, and I'm just going to check on Yahoo!, also remembering he's not the first Derek Lively. So you want to, he's actually gone. This is the crazy thing. He's gone down 2% in Yahoo to 53% owned. Yeah. Which it's all about the Daniel Gafford thing because Daniel Gafford, is he the new best per 36 player in the NBA? Maybe. <laughs> Daniel Gafford's PER for 36 is absolutely insane. The man has gone on fire since he's hit Dallas. So look, he's coming back on. Exum's out. But Denver Nuggets, our defending NBA champions, uh, Jamal Murray has missed the last game before uh, the break with a knee inflammation. KCP was down with hamstring uh, tendonitis. Uh, so he was out for a bunch of games before the break. We're looking for an in- injury update on both of these guys and looking at for tactical ads. Again, we could probably, Maddie live without being overreactive at this point of time with only a few games left of the week. Yeah, I'm not trading any of these guys out or anything like that. I'm just leaving them, seeing where they're at, and we'll tackle it next week uh, once we get a bit more news. Mate, Isaiah Stewart, is he going for shithead of the, uh, shit heel of the year in the NBA with the uh... – um, I mean, him and Dre are having a red-hot go at each other. Um, but, look, honestly, going out the back, punching someone, um, that is – that is some Australian baller type shit. Um, get it? I get it. Yep, um, I do. But, it's it's but straight out of the Brisbane Bullets handbook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It happens all the time <laughs> up here in Brizzy. Um, <laughs> it's like it like legit happened this season. Um, Baines <laughs> got a punch on. Aaron Baines, um, NBA uh, ex-player, got a bit of a punch on with a coach. Um, so it does happen in Brisbane all the time. But one guy I've got stashed in deeper formats is Quinton Grimes. Mm. And just because I think he's really good, I think Detroit are really bad. I don't think Quinton Grimes is good enough that it's going to cost them any draft positions just playing him. Um, I think Quinton Grimes could elevate his game playing for Detroit. I, I want to go one further. I have no idea what the fuck to make of Detroit's roster and their in their lineup. I, I love Simon Fantecchio there. I, I love him in the thing. I think Asar Thompson, I picked him early as one of my early like beneficiaries of the trade deadline. But Quentin Grimes, the depth that these guys have, it's it's pretty ridiculous now, if you think about it. 
You've got Quentin Grimes, Marcus Sasser, Shake Milton, Evan Fournier. It's Troy Bound Jr. Like, surely this guy has got to be the sixth man off the bench for them? I think so. Surely, surely Quentin becomes when he's back healthy, the sixth man. And I think if he's got that sixth man role, he can. he's interchangeable. He showed good flashes in New York last year as a three and D, as we like to say. So I think he'll get you some nice field goal percentage if he's shooting okay. He'll get you some peripheral stats. But yeah, mate, if he can make 24 to 26 minutes a night, he's probably worth a stash, especially in deeper formats. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, heading into Golden State, um, CP3 is going to get looked at again this week, probably moving up towards a return soon. Um, in Houston, I suppose it's like that story of these 2,500 um, small forwards that they have. Um, Cam Whitmore's coming back. He's really good. Um, but when Tari Eason's around, he's probably got him in the pecking order. Dylan Brooks is still eating up a lot of minutes there. So it kind of sometimes makes them both a little irrelevant. Um, but Fred Van Vliet's missed a heaps of, heap of games in the last little while. Um, they're hoping he can return later this week. I know that I am as a Fred Van Vliet owner. Thank God for IR spots in our in our league. Like, because if you had a league where you didn't have an IR spot and you had Fred Van Vliet, he does this every year. He just goes on like injury sabbatical for a period of time. He's only little. And he's only little. He's he's only little. But for a little bloke, he has got to be. I've, I've almost got to do the research on this one. To he blocks per minute for a point guard. He's got to be a leading. He it just. I love that from his game. So I'm missing I'm missing my Freddie, and I want him back very, very soon. Uh, Indiana, look, they're fucking fine. I don't know what these blokes were pulling before the All-Star break. They didn't have to travel anywhere. They just had to roll out of their beds. But Miles Turner and Benedict Matherin, skills challenge champions, yes. Miles Turner and Benedict Matherin, both missed the last game because of some bullshit injury that they just wanted to take a game off before the All-Star break for as far as I know. But yep. real injury, Jalen Smith has back spasms. So no updates there, but we know with back spasms, it can take time. So Sticks is going to be out for a little while longer with that one. And Aaron Naismith, which was, I'm more curious, because after the deadline, he became one of those guys, like, oh, we've got to get on Naismith. We've got to get on Naismith. Uh, look, he hurt his shin in the last game before the All-Star break. Um, he was scheduled to have an NR, uh, an, not an NR, and then MRI. N, yeah, an M, the, the letter before it, an MRI. Uh, they haven't given us the update on that yet. So we're not sure what's happening with Aaron Naismith. So this is where we're watching Obi Toppin, or should we say dunk contested Jakob Toppin's brother, Obi, uh, to see because if, if if Naismith goes down for a sustained period of time with Jalen Smith out, I can see a bump in Obi Toppin there as a beneficiary. And, and Obi's been pretty good. So, um, yeah. yeah, look, just, just getting that little bit of a bump's enough for me to add him as well. Um, heading into the Clippers, I'm not worried about Kawhi Leonard. Um, that was borderline uh, resting. Um, yes. He played 10 minutes in the All-Star game and um, looked pretty disinterested there. Um, he did, didn't he? Look, um, with the Lakers, um, LeBron is likely to miss the next game um, against the Warriors uh, to get treatment on his ankle um, with Max Christie and Cam Reddish closing a return this week. I'm not sure whether either of those are fantasy relevant. Um, have a chat about Memphis to me because we could talk all day about Memphis's injuries, um, but Scotty Pippen Jr. is one that's been playing. Mate, he has been and he's out now for at least two weeks. I don't know what to make of it on a daily basis. I actually did want to go over this with you. 
the, I actually didn't put this in the notes for a reason because I actually wanted to have a, a, a I wanted to have an off cuff chat with you about the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, because you've sent because you're the biggest Grizzlies fan I know. Like you love <laughs> your Memphis Grizzlies. Like let's be honest, you love your Memphis Grizzlies. There's no way about it. They are your team through and through. It's been an absolute shithouse season for your blokes, mate. Let's be honest. But I'm just really curious as what's going here. Um, Kleiman said on the weekend, I've got a quote up here. What we're doing is very intentional about a championship window as we see open. It's about what else can we find in terms of roster building the rest of the way about putting a team together that competes for a championship next year and beyond. Next year and beyond. Now, for all intents and purposes, this sounds like we don't really give a shit about this year. There's already been some rumors that Desmond Bain has had a setback. They haven't announced it. Marcus Smart has had a setback. They were expected to return, and there was a lot of guys in a lot of leagues, let's be honest, who, was pick, who were picking up Desmond Bain just during the All-Star break and before the All-Star break, thinking this is my time. He's got maybe three games to go. Memphis has a schedule, Matty. I've, I've, this is some dark. This is some dark web shit that I'm on right now. Yeah, like one game this week, but maybe he misses a couple because only one game after the All Star break. There's more rest, and we could see him returning in Week 18. Do you think we see Desmond Main in Week 18 or or 19 or Marcus Smart, or or are they done for the season in Grizzland? They're done. There's absolutely no reason to bring them on. Those comments are about giving some of these guys opportunity like Johnny Concha and Scotty Pippen Jr. and Vince Williams. Go out there, play hard, still try to win. Honestly, still try to win. It's not going to They beat the Bucks. Bucks yeah. They beat the, a fully healthy Bucks team. Yeah. Still get out there and you're a chance of being a rotation in a championship contender next year. That's the audition. I'm not sure if they're flat out saying that to blokes like Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson, but you just play your hardest. You have this opportunity that you probably weren't going to get playing for other teams. And, um, yeah, go out there and play because, look, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, obviously Ja Morant, we're not seeing them in three weeks. We might not be seeing them all year. I think we'll continue to see the showcasing of Jaron Jackson Jr. out there. I think they're just like they're just letting their one centerpiece go out there and play basketball. Maybe he'll get an injury in the last week or two. I don't know how that's going to impact your fantasy playoffs because they're still going to roll him out there while he's healthy or there's no concerns. But yeah. then again, you never know when an injury is going to happen. You can be in a no. competitive team in the third game. You can be like Gordon Haywood. And break your leg in the first game of the season in the first five minutes. You, you never know what's going to happen in the You can NBA. be like old mate in the Super Bowl going to run out onto the field and doing your ACL. So, yeah, it can happen. Wait, what? I yeah, yeah. Old mate, just, old mate just like turned around to like run out onto the field. And I'm pretty sure it was ACL. NRL physio can probably tell me more. But yeah, like he was just running out in the field. He didn't even make it out on the field. He just like stumbled no. on the field and then got stretched off. No. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, but we should probably keep heading through these guys. I've got an uh, NRL episode to do. Um, do. In Miami, um, Jimmy Buckets uh, has missed the last couple games, um, but he's expected back the All-Star breaks. Probably a good thing when it comes to some of these Miami player. Um, yep. Scary Terry's away for a little bit. Um, he's week to week, uh, while Josh Richardson will be reevaluated next week. Take us to yeah, the he is. 
Milwaukee, they suck. I mean, they're, they're pretty good at times, but also not very good at times, <laughs> being absolutely killed by the Grizzlies recently. They have not, I think it's like three and seven. I think it was like three and 10, whatever it was since Doc Rivers has got there. I don't know if they turn around. Maybe the All-Star Weekend was the beginning of the Dame Lillard Redemption Tour. And for a guy who is still ranked inside the top 20 in fantasy, I still don't understand how Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard's done that this season. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea how he's in the top 20 with being that inconsistent. But a guy who is consistent is good old Houses Middleton. Chris Middleton has missed the last five games with a sprayed ankle. But the Bucks will likely be cautious with him. So if you add him, just be aware that they're probably going to be cautious with him, ease him back in. Generally, they give him about 25 minutes a night. They start at 20, then they ramp up to 25, and then they see how it goes with Middleton's. So I think we can expect the uh, the usual stand with him back in there. Uh, bad news, unfortunately, for Australian bloke Dyson Daniels for the Pelicans. He's going to be out for the next month. and is going to be reevaluated then due to a meniscus tear in his knee. That pretty much makes him irrelevant until your fantasy playoffs, if back. But good news for all of you New York Knicks fans out there with three of your blokes expecting to return after the All-Star break. We're talking about Isaiah Hartenstein and Dante DiVincenzo especially me who owns both of them in one fucking league. So that's just sweet, sweet news for me. And Bojan Bogdanovic is all expected to return with another week or so off being for the reevaluation of OG Ananobi and Julius Randle. Maddie, what's going on in OKC? Not much. Gordon Hayward's still out. He has been for a while. Um, we'll wait for some more news there. Um, as we head into Philly, um, Toby Harris is expected to return back from that hip injury. Um Anthony Melton, I'm not really sure what's going on. He was a partial participant at practice prior to the break. And I've heard that he's out indefinitely. I've heard no. that he's returning soon. I don't think you can play around with DeAnthony Melton. I would have him in my team if he was playing 28 minutes a night. I'm just not sure he gets back to that. And also on that, they've actually said Buddy Heald has been playing so well now that he is apparently going to be the starter and not DeAnthony yep. Melton. So Melton's now made his way as a six-man candidate when he comes back. So I feel like a goose because I was like, no, no, Melton will be back because he was announced to coming back. Yeah. And then they pulled the pin on that one, and I could have picked that. I looked at Buddy Heald after dropping him before the train. I was like, nah, and I didn't in one league. And so now I'm kicking myself there. In Phoenix, that injury ravaged all season. Bradley Beal, he's expected to return. He had a hamstring strain last one. Malcolm Brogdon. The injuries stack up for this bloke. He's got elbow tendonitis. He's going to be really reevaluated in a couple of weeks. And do you want to light the beam on the last one for us, Matty? Mate, Sasha Vezinkov uh, is still out for four to six weeks with a sprained ankle. Yes. Very, very good Russian name. Very good Russian name and very good. I know a podcast you want to like and subscribe to. In fact, it's down below. It's this one. And it's also our NRL content, which Maddie's about to go and rip off. Maddie, tell us which one's in the can for this one. You got a, a is it is it centers and wings? Yeah, we're doing centers and wingers. Um, at the moment, um, we're about three weeks out from the season. Um, we're doing this Super Coach World Cup thing, so we've got heaps of um newer guys coming into NRL, coming across from um, sorry, our NBL, um, our AFL, and our BBL content, which is cricket, Aussie rules, football, and um. Yeah, and Australian basketball. So everybody's getting involved. There's heaps on. Um, we have a really good um, community along. Um, even if you just want to have a have a dig or have a bit of a, a joke along with us, um, yeah, come across to some of our other content. 
Yeah, come out and check it out and also join our Discord. We have unlimited memberships now available for $25 for the entire year. We get premium content, including there's an NBA weekly newsletter called The Whip that I whip up. That's why it's called The Whip. And we give you a breakdown for the course of the week there. We've got trade advice on your NRL, AFL, BBL, NBL, all sports community teams, uh, expert chat, all of it. It's only 25 bucks for the whole year, but not just for per sport. It's every single sport. So it's basically like five bucks for advice for a sport for an entire year that can help you win hundreds. And the Insight Fantasy Super Coach World Cup is coming your way. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. We'll see you soon, folks. Take care. Cheerio.